All right. Hello and welcome just a family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV. This is actually a, just a mini episode, um, which will be about half an hour. So this is mini episodes are great because they're nice little condensed versions, but they still have just as much impact. So today we are going to be talking about holistic grief or or guilt um, and the difference between the two and how they can interchange and look the same. So we're going to be getting into that. Today's episode is sponsored by Phoenix Identity. Do you want some much needed clarity in your life? Are you looking for those answers to be, those questions to be answered? I can't even talk this morning. <laughs> Do you looking for your most burning questions to be answered? Join a Phoenix Identity for a clarity session. Use cl coupon code CLARITY1. Apparently I can't, I'm getting tongue tied today. So I apologize for all the word, word um, bumbles. But so today, it's Mercury retrograde, $97 link in the description. So today, my guest speaker is Diane. Hi, everyone. Okay, I'm not I'm not even a seat. I just <laughs> so I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Okay. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Diane in Ameka. Um, I live in Thailand. I am an English as a second language teacher, and I am excited to be on here talk about grief and guilt because man it's two very loaded topics in it of themselves absolutely yeah. we could and that's the funny part we could do episodes completely on grief and guilt yeah <clears throat> but the thing i wanted to highlight on today and, and what we were talking about is <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> i'm drinking a new tea um and it just went down the wrong way um, with grief and guilt, they can look and feel the same. And not a lot of people realize that, that they can look, uh, different and the same. So using forgiveness and a holistic approach to heal both was really the topic because you think about, and I've said this on numerous, um, episodes so far is, you know, when we, when we grow up, right? We have this plan or this idea of what our life is going to look like. It's going to be beautiful and we're going to be princesses and we're going to marry Prince Charming and all of these things that we grew up thinking that we were going to be or that we were going to do. I wanted to be a veterinarian. I could never be a vet. As, you know, as I grew up, things started to manifest and I'm squeamish. I could not be in a medical profession. I couldn't. It just, I'm not, I'm not built that way. And so the thought becomes, okay, you know, am I, do I feel guilt? Does that little girl inside, is she grieving the fact that I didn't become a vet, that I didn't, you know, marry Prince Charming first off, that I didn't, you know, I have a great husband, so I did marry Prince Charming in a way, but at the same time, is it guilt that I'm feeling for not fulfilling that prophecy or is it grief because it didn't happen? Mm. And that's why I'm saying they, they interchange, right? And they, it, it's a little bit of both because yes, that little girl is grieving, right? Mm -hmm. And the adult Melissa is going, well, okay, I'm sorry. And there's a little bit of that guilt. Like, hey, my life didn't turn out the way I thought it would, but I do love my life. So it's, mm -hmm. it's healing that, that sort of momentary feeling that comes up every so often of, hey, you didn't follow through. Mm. I want to say, so I want to go, I want to start off with the, the Disney movies that I'm sure a lot of us have grown up with and how, and even though they're great, like I will still watch it to this day. 
the messages in the, or I guess the way things are structured, like, yes, like falling in love with the prince happily ever after. This is what we grew up thinking. And then thinking our lives are going to either turn out the way we think, the way we plan, or they're going to turn out perfectly. And most times it doesn't. So having this, you know, like for me, like there are certain things from childhood that I grieve, that I wish things could have turned out differently. But I'm also not too upset with how my life turned out because even though it did not go as planned at all, like at all, <laughs> but I'm, I'm still doing okay, you know? And I think it's being able to move past these things and get to a point where you're an adult and feeling okay with these things because it's all right. It's really okay if things didn't go to plan. Most things don't go to plan anyway. I watched this YouTube video of this couple and this lady was saying that she had dealt with something recently and she's maybe like 28, 29. And she was saying in her whole life, like things have always gone to plan. And I, my eyes literally opened up so like big. I was like, everything in your life has like happened the way you thought or the way you expected it to. So because most people I know, things don't go to plan. But yeah, you know, it, it's okay to grieve the things that didn't happen, but don't feel so caught up in that because you're an adult now and you can make things happen for yourself. Yeah. You cre create an even better life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I say that grief and guilt go hand in hand, right? Because if something doesn't go right, let's say, uh, you know, a relationship ends, right? Yeah. Uh, a relationship fails, or you get a breakup, or, you know, your marriage falls apart, whatever that looks like, we're just specific to relationships for a moment, you yeah. still grieve that relationship, right? You grieve the amount of time you put into that relationship, you grieve the, um, the end of, of the dream that you had with that relationship, right? Because when we start anything, and that's the key, as adults, as teens, when we start something, we have this picture in our head of how it's going to turn out. Yeah. And life isn't like that. We get hit by the life bus and the life bus says, no, <laughs> it's not going to happen that way. We're going to, we're going to throw a wrench in there. Right. Yeah. And then that grief turns into guilt. What did I do wrong? What could I have done better? What, you know, and, and we start to hold both of those. And every time we think back, we're not thinking about, Hey, you know what? It was good while it lasted. We had some fun, right? I wrote an entire book about that. I literally wrote a book about how I took all of my past relationships that had failed mm -hmm. and how I learned from them and how they all taught me something. The negativity in each of those relationships taught me something mm -hmm. that I needed to know to create the space for my husband now, mm. right? So that grief, that guilt, that processing, the learning, that's why we do how to use forgiveness and how to use the holistic approach to heal them because we don't want to hold on to that. How many of us go into future relationships holding on to that guilt, holding on to that grief and the fear that comes with both of those? Because we don't want to experience that grief. We don't want to experience the guilt that comes when something doesn't go the way we think it does. We don't want to hold on to it. So we do hold on to it because we don't want to feel it again. 
And then instead of actually working at it and healing it, we just put ourselves into another situation where it is inevitable to happen. Man, I want to speak on holding on to these things and how it can really negatively affect you. So I, um, basically maybe within the last two or three weeks, I realized I was really holding on to this belief for years. Like, um, probably since before I left from the U S to come here and then also including my time here. So like a while. And then I kind of just woke up one day, a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, why are you still holding on to this? Like, it feels horrible. It doesn't feel good within me. It's stressing me out. When I think of this situation, I just can't relax. And also I'm holding on to this as if it's even something that I had control over. So I made the decision to just, I made the decision that day to just let it go. And it's been a few weeks and I can't even believe how much lighter I feel. Like I really just made the decision to drop it. And um, without, I guess, going into too much detail, it is something in regards to guilt I have felt with family and a certain belief I've been holding on to. But then I really just let it go. Like, I don't need to feel guilty about this. I don't need to hold on to this and keep feeling like crap. It doesn't need to keep on sitting on me. And I don't need anyone else's permission to let go of it. It's just on me to just let go. So letting go of things feels fantastic. But I think you do have to get to this point. I don't know if it's a point where you, um, you just feel like you can't do it anymore, or if it's a point of maturity, I don't know exactly how, I guess there are different ways to get to that point, but it's getting to the point where it's just, that's it. Yep. And then you just let it go. That's, and I, I love that you said that. I I can't stand the words, let it go, only because if <laughs> only when it comes from somebody else, right? If I turn around and I say, Diane, let it go. It's going to be like, whoa, no, right? Like, no, you can't tell me to let it go. It is an internal thing. Letting something go is an internal thing. You can't yeah. tell anybody else to let it go. It, it yeah. Letting something go is internal. You have yeah. to be ready. And what yeah. what comes right before that is the, you know, when you're ready for something to change, you're going to mm -hmm. feel desperation and not in a, not in a, I can't live anymore like this a little bit, but it's a motivated, right? Instead of saying, I can't live like this anymore and feeling depressed about it. You get to a point where you're like, I can't live like this anymore. And it energizes you to do something right. Yeah. It energizes you to make that change, to make that shift. That's a holistic approach because you're feeling it in your body. You are feeling it in your mindset and you're feeling it in your energy and it all culminates and says, I'm not living this way anymore. I'm not yeah. holding on to this anymore. And you finally yeah. allow it to go, but you've learned the lesson by that point. The lesson yeah. is that when you're ready to let something go, the lesson in that is I'm strong enough. I have the power. I have the responsibility. I have the accountability for my own self. I'm not mm. holding on to something that's not good for me anymore. Mm. And that's when you get to that desperation. A lot of my clients that I've had over the last seven years have been at that point of desperation. 
in a, in an energetic motivated way of I'm not doing this anymore. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to feel guilty. I don't want to feel ashamed or grief. I don't want to live like this anymore. I want my life back. And that's the desperation of it. And I love that you highlighted that because that is one of the best ways to heal and, and remove or, or even process. I, I, I don't necessarily say remove, but process mm-hmm. that emotion mm-hmm. and grab its potential and then say, I'm going to use this to move myself forward now. Yeah, man. I, it's so liberating. Of course, it's not a perfect thing though, because there are, you could say there are triggers. Like you can say, I've released this and then something comes just you could be watching something and then it just starts to make you feel a certain kind of way. It's not a perfect thing, but it is something where, Oh, sorry, go ahead. It's an addiction, right? Everything we try to change, whether it be a thought, a belief, an emotion, um, a situation, when we go to actually say, okay, I'm so let's say it's smoking. I'm going to quit smoking. Right. And let's say grief or, or guilt is like me being a smoker. It becomes an addiction. It's a habit. You have it all the time. So it becomes comfort or comfortable within that feeling. Right. So when you say, okay, I'm not going to smoke anymore. What you do is you're going to either avoid all the triggers. I did it differently. So I'm, I smoke now because I went back to it, but when I quit, it was, I'm going to head on every one of those triggers. And when I catch that trigger, if I say yes, okay, I, I would go outside with all of my friends who smoke mm-hmm. and they would be like, Melissa, do you want a cigarette? And I'd be like, oh. and I'd sit there for a minute and I'd say, you know what? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. And I felt more empowered and more powerful being able to face that trigger and say, no, it's the fact that you acknowledge that it is a trigger yeah right you're always going to be triggered once you are addicted to a habit a behavior or a substance that addiction never truly goes away that will be triggered down the road it's whether you have the conscious ability to say no yeah right and acknowledge that hey you know i'm i'm feeling a little bit of grief or i'm feeling a little bit of guilt that's okay. I'm going to sit with that for a minute. And I'm going to think about whether I want to sit in that grief. You know, if somebody's passed away, then sit in the grief. If you've lost a relationship, sit in that grief for, for a moment and allow yourself to feel it. We're supposed to feel these things. Yeah. And when we feel them, that's what we use to change. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um. When it comes to feeling through these things, I was just reading something today and I I don't know why I can't remember what it was, but (laughs) it was talking about how, um, man, what exactly was it talking about? Whatever, it was talking about a specific situation, but I'm going to talk about it in a broad sense. Um, How being able to forgive these things, it, how, how can I put this? Being able to, well, let's not say forgive, being able to acknowledge these things and the the freedom we can get from that. And then also there is accepting certain things as another part to it. Like for example, and you know, like in, when talking about grief, it's not just someone 
who it's like grief is not just physical death, but it is one that um, it's a kind of grief. I think a lot of people have experience with, so I'm going to use it just for this example. But if, you know, if someone, you know, passes away and then there's the process of moving through it, getting through it, not getting over it. Cause I don't think you can get over someone's death, but you can move through it and learn how to manage it in your life. So there's acknowledging it. So part of the process is acknowledging it, that it is something that happened. It don't pretend like it didn't. It's something that happened. And then the acceptance of it, just allow yourself to feel whatever you need to feel. Oh, that's what the article was on. Feelings and not running away from them. Mm -hmm. Feelings and not running away from them. I that's actually what it have um, a guide for that. I'm actually, I'm pulling it up because I actually have a guide for that. I've, I created one a, a long time ago um, mm. and it's embrace your positivity. And it's not, it, it's not to say everybody was on the positivity movement at that point. When I started coaching, the positivity movement was, you know, just starting to go into full rage. Yeah. And so with that, it was when you, when you, for any emotional health and well-being, you have to acknowledge how you're feeling. There, there is no option to not acknowledge how you're feeling. If you don't acknowledge how you're feeling, right, and what emotions you have going into that feeling, yeah, it, it doesn't go away, right? When we ignore our emotional health and well-being, when we ignore what's going on in our life, that doesn't work. We, we're basically creating a volcano effect, right? Mm. When you've got grief, when you've got any negative emotions, okay, when you have any negative emotions and you either ignore, put aside, um, shove down, whatever that looks like, you're creating the volcano effect. And the volcano effect is they're not, they're not getting released from your body. If you want to, we want to talk about holistic, they're not being released from your energy they're not being released from your body they're sitting there and festering because you're not actually processing them so yeah. I created the guide and number one absolutely is acknowledge acknowledge how you're feeling sit with that and acknowledge that you're actually having this feeling and yeah. when you give that feeling the acknowledgement it needs because all of those feelings have a purpose Every emotion, every feeling that we experience has a purpose in life to help us grow, to help us process and to learn that is their purpose. Um, yeah. So acknowledging it, number one. Uh, number two is asking yourself, why? Why do you feel that way? Right? What um, is there a trigger? Right? So what the why is, is there a trigger? Um, is there anyone around you? Is there a pattern going on? There's the why then the what, right? <clears throat> what is exactly, what is the trigger? Mm. Right? What is the trigger? Is it a thought within myself? Is it something that's been conditioned? Is it something, you know, and we go through this process, then there's the how, right? How am I going to change this? How am I going to process this? How am I going to create the space that I need to actually make this emotion into something that I can utilize for my yeah. greater good. And then yeah. it's take the step, right? And just take that step 
and start making the changes or start making the progress, right? I have um, a loved one who is, um, has an addiction. And like I said, our emotions can become addictions, right? Because Mm. an addiction is trying to create, replace, or remove an emotion. And so the number one step when you have an addiction is acknowledging that it's, that it's an addiction. acknowledging when that emotion comes over you that I need to remove this emotion. Okay. That's the addiction. Um, I need to go shopping. That's the addiction, right? Because Mm -hmm. we're trying to provide ourselves with something that we don't have. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, go it just, like I said, going through that process, if we don't acknowledge, we can't start that process. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also something where, you know, with these steps, there's really, like you said, there's no avoiding it. There's no skipping it. If you want to be able to heal, if you want to be able to move forward, you have, you do have to face it head on. And I think that can be very scary. And then if you want to talk about how in society, when it comes to things like grief or guilt, they're not sexy topics, people don't talk about it. And when you don't talk about it in spaces, how do you know what's going on if someone passes away and you like you've never even heard of the word grief if you've never had someone around you go through it then it becomes it's it's a it's a scary and sad thing as it is and then it becomes even worse because you have no knowledge about it so it's something i think we really need to work on as really the whole world because I don't think it's something like it's just like in America or it's just like in Canada it's just in England it's everywhere and these things they need to be talked about and we need to work on it in our lives with other people it it can't be something that's swept under the rug and it would really help it would really help yeah. yeah, we need to society is not emotionally balanced society has has no clue. And and this isn't everybody. So don't come at me for thinking that this is specific to any one individual or, or every individual. It's not um, just in a broad sense, society has become an unemotional society. And the only emotion that people embrace are either full blown toxic positivity or rage. And it indignation and just you see on social media consistently what gets what goes viral. I was going to post this yesterday. What goes viral? Well, the things that go viral are cat videos, <laughs> right? Because watch cat videos, cat videos, people making fools of themselves because we all want to laugh at everybody else's expense. Um, videos where people are being horrible people and we all want to jump on the bandwagon and attack this horrible person or, you know, news of traumatic events that are happening around the world. We're not sharing shows like this that are actually talking about how to have a healthy life, how to create a healthy emotional well-being. We just stuff it all down and ignore it. And, yeah. and don't process anything. And people wonder, and I'm sorry, people wonder why so many individuals, why so many children are resorting to violence, resorting to suicide, resorting to um, drugs and alcohol to cope with their emotional health and well-being. Mm. Because your mental health and your emotional health are absolutely, they're different, but they're hand in hand. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's really no complete separation. It holistic human beings, holistic person, it is everything. There's yeah. no like you are here and you are over there. Not really. No. Honestly, not really. I'm waiting for it. Well, I shouldn't even say I'm waiting for that day because I'm not. Like I think the work I've started doing myself, I actually did an in-person workshop last week and it was it was great because we talked about grief and kind of hearing other people's stories and how um and how even individually individually people would say oh i never really talked about this or i don't or i didn't really have anyone to talk about this with and it's like wow and if i i also contributed by saying a similar thing uh like um when i was really grieving i didn't really have anyone to talk about it with but even things like that, the importance of community in that sense, having someone you can talk about these things with, not being isolated, not being alone. But part of that is not running away from it. It's like you need to have the knowledge of this. You need to have the awareness. You need to not be afraid of it. Even like, like I understand not wanting to talk about this all the time, but to not talk about it ever to pretend it doesn't exist it, who is it helping nobody so yeah you know gotta do better <laughs> yeah, we do and you know what it's it's interesting i i created this show and i and notice i'm how do i word this so i'm gonna word this just the way that it's coming to me i created the show to give a platform for people to learn, for people to grow, for people to start having conversations that matter, right? And actually talking about the things that we need to be talking about, like grief, like emotional health and well-being, um, mm -hmm. like the 130 episodes we've already done. Plus, we've done more than that. But it's interesting how, again, what goes viral what versus what doesn't go viral right mm -hmm. um you look at all of the the podcasts and all of the shows right now that are that are streaming across multiple platforms that are just interviews mm -hmm. that are just interviews and there's nothing wrong with that they're great but are we actually helping people right how how can we as a society create more health and wellness create more awareness create more emotionally balanced and healthy individuals who aren't turning to other means to to heal themselves when they're actually doing more damage. Mm. You know, I'm going to say uh, it kind of reminds me of government in a way where you have the people at the top, the powerful people. But for example, I'm just I'm just going to say I'm just going to say Trump. At that point, I didn't think he was someone him in particular, like he was going to personally help me with anything. So that's kind of how I look at certain things now, or at least that's how it's starting to look. That's how it, it looks to me now. Um, if I want things to change or if I want to talk about things, I think I talk about it with people I know. And then maybe us as a, even if it's a smaller community, then we can talk about it and things can happen and change within us. But as far as these really big TV shows, these really big personalities, whatever, I feel like at this point, I don't expect much from them. 
And, you know, I'm just trying to control what I can control and do what I can do because the people at the top are not, they don't know me and they're not here to personally help me. Yeah. And that's what it started to look like to me. And I, you know, I wish it was different, mm -hmm. but it's not. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Well, is there anything you'd like to add on, you know, our holistic grief and, and guilt? Hmm. Anything I'd like to add? Anything I'd like to add? You know, just to treat these things as a part of life. In my workshop last week, uh, I there was this there was this woman. I don't remember everything she said, but one of the things she said was just to look at things as a part of life. It's not like, for example, grief. It has its place. Of course, it's sad, but it has its place. Death has its place. So in these things, treating it holistically, it's even if you felt guilty about something, even if you were grieving something, it had it had its place. The thing is for you to process it and move through it and not let it take over your life. Because even if this has its place, you also, you are able to move through that and you deserve happiness and you can have that as well. You don't have to just sit in this, but you know, of course that takes work, but yeah, that, that's a really big thing I wanted to, to touch on. It, it's all a part of life. Yeah. We life's meant to be lived, right? Mm. We're, we're supposed to be here to experience, to go through the motions, to go through all of those emotions and processes that are happening. If we weren't supposed to experience those things, they wouldn't be here. Yeah they wouldn't be in our lives if we weren't yeah. supposed to experience them. That's how yeah. we grow. That's how we learn. We don't learn by experiencing all the positivity. We learn by experiencing <laughs> No way. Right? That's how we learn and grow. Otherwise, we would yeah. be stuck and stagnant. And then life would become absolutely bo boring. Yes. Right? She said that. Um, looking at the bigger picture of life and, and what it truly means to be a human being um mm -hmm. living this experience oh i just about spilt my entire cup of coffee <laughs> oh no yeah um all right well i really appreciate you joining me today um finally me. uh we didn't mention that you know last time we were supposed to record this it was uh i thought it was pre-screen interview and totally screwed it up uh so that was that experience but i'm really glad that we ended up getting to touch on this today and and just really sharing this knowledge Thank you for having me. Mercury retrograde, you know, tried to, to hold us back, but we said no, and it happened. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, just a family, if you would like to get involved um, with either myself or Diane, you can do so. Our links are in the description of this episode. Please, 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 if you're experiencing grief or guilt, um, ask for help. Start talking about it. Start processing the emotions that you're feeling so that you don't stay stuck. Um, and alone in how you're feeling that's nobody needs to stay stuck and alone in in those feelings so today's episode is sponsored by phoenix identity go and check them out clarity session <clears throat> use clarity one to get uh the clarity session for 97 dollars, where you can get your most burning questions answered and start to feel like yourself again so go and check that out um like follow and share the show Ooh. And again, Diane, thank you so much for joining me.
Thank you also. All right. Lots of love, just family. Bye. Hope you have a wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening, depending on where and when you are watching. Bye.